the smallest things can trigger us sometimes. If you often find yourself asking, why did I react like that? Or why did that affect me so much? Or simply stating something like, wow, that hit a nerve. Then you're in the right place. Join Candace Fraser and Natalie Collar for a fortnightly chat discussing life's different triggers, upbringings, self-reflections and projected opinions, and the art of embracing self-compassion to overcome emotional setbacks. The conversations are candid, real, authentic, and filled with helpful tips. So join us and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. Today, we're reflecting on a very important and overlooked trigger point for most of us, which is work-life balance. Mm. Hey, Nat, this is such an important topic, isn't it? Oh, hey, Candice, it's, it's very important. You know, um, work-life balance is so incredibly valuable to our self-care. Mm, that's 100% the truth. You know, we're constantly juggling the responsibilities of our workday, our home life, mm. our relationships with family, friends. Our self-care really just takes a back seat, doesn't it? Oh, I agree. You know, it's 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 probably the hardest thing to schedule in. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel if we start by exploring the the benefits of working towards a better work-life balance? you know, then the triggers around this subject and then maybe some practical tips at improving it. Great idea. So let's break it down. What exactly is work-life balance? Well, work-life balance is a term that we have coined, you know, in the last 20 to 30 years. And it's basically when life started speeding up, you know, and we've realised that we need to balance it out. Mm. It makes sense intuitively to many of us but it can just be really difficult to achieve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely it can be. And I think we all know the feelings of all those pressures and demands of life that just keep piling up and piling mm. up. Mm. And I don't know, work life, that balance isn't there and work dominates our days. Mm. Mm. And, you know, on the other side of the scale, we kind of have feelings of unfulfilled dreams and desires oh, as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. I was there for a long time. Mm. And that unhealthy balance really starts to bring some discontentment or disengagement in all mm. areas of our lives. Exactly. You know, and because we've been encouraged from a young age, that work and career status, mm. achievement mm -hmm. and money yeah. <laughs> are very important. Work-life balance is often used as a trade-off. Mm. You know, you balance the time spent on work projects versus the time on family and with family and friends, you know, and personal interests. But it's, it's just so much more than that. Oh, exactly. It really needs to be viewed more holistically, mm. aligning ourselves with our employers or our schedules who are encouraging and supporting us as people mm. uh, respecting our lives not just as employees for production at any cost exactly. yeah. yeah so I think some employers take advantage of people who don't have effective time management or stress mm. management and support systems that ultimately end up 
causing you to burn out. Hundred mm, percent. You know, it, it's with the you know adoption of modern technology. You know, many professional places, you know, work cultures, like the ex- expectations have just changed so much mm. and really mm. quickly. You know, yeah. it's basically we're more integrated. Um, you know, there's a fuzzier relationship line between work and personal time now Mm, yeah our phones go everywhere (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely and that little alert button on the email lights up and laying in bed thinking i'll just check that one i'll just Mm. do this one thing Mm. and you know it's no wonder that this concept of work-life balance is so difficult for us to establish Mm. oh exactly and then you add your triggers around work you know, and commitments, you know, versus your downtime and family life. And this becomes a really, I'd say, volatile situation mm, yeah. and burdensome. It's, it becomes really burdensome. Yeah. So, you know, I think maybe now's a good time to look at the triggers that are common around work-life balance. Yeah, let's do that. I've got some written down here. Okay. So on my list of big triggers that impact work-life balance, mm-hmm. um, I need to perform in order to be valued. Mm-hmm. I need to achieve. I need to succeed. Uh, another one is I don't want to let the team down or I don't want to be seen as not a team player. Some that impact the home, men should provide or women just need to do it all. And then there's that comparison. Status is everything. Over time means doing more or the justifying things like, oh, you know, the kids won't even remember. I'm providing for them, so I really have no choice. And it's the lifestyle things like bills won't pay themselves. I don't want to look lazy. If I don't, someone else will step up and look better or do a better job than me. The age old, I need to be busy for the sake of being busy or concern even about losing your job. Mm, mm. Look, I felt these personally. Mm. Oh, yes. (laughs) And thought them many times too, you know. Um, they're heavy. They're heavy triggers. They are. Yeah. They they absolutely are uh, burdensome, uh, as you mentioned before. Nat, I think that was the perfect word. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and unfortunately, our modern lives they add to this. You know, increased expenses. There's increased responsibility oh. at work. Um, mm-hmm. Constant with that constant connectivity, where we're constantly reachable. You know, and then. There's also those increased responsibilities at home. You know, you've got mums caring for little ones, juggling work, daycare runs, uh, school runs, and dads as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then you add, you know, teens in there. You know, teens have have got a different world they're exposed to than Mm. when we were teens. I know that sounds like, oh, my God, when when I was young. (laughs) But it's very different. Um, It's really in your face. And then you've also got the aging relatives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of responsibility on people these days and yeah. we're working longer hours. You know, um, people are having to decide between career and having kids. Yeah. It's, it's, hard. it's hard. It's hard to start strike up that healthy, much-needed balance in yeah. between work and life. Mm. It does. And sometimes it can just feel hopeless, can't it? Mm. Mm. It, yeah. it really is. It's that heavy. I think you've said all the key words here, Nat. 
And I think the question is, how do we manage our time and energy in a way that can leave us feeling fulfilled Mm -hmm. and engaged Mm -hmm. as a wholehearted being Mm -hmm. professionally and personally? You know, what can allow us to show up as our best self and avoid that mental and physical exhaustion? This is such an important point. Candice that you've made you know we we're getting we're getting to the benefits now of work-life balance Mm. and it can be incredible for you the listener um, and the company and I mean company in both regards company as in your relationships the company around you and the company you may work for or your building Um, so you know some key benefits for you personally less fatigue we're tired. We're a society of tired people, mm. which then affects your focus on yeah. things and your alertness, your mental alertness. And these all improve when we have work-life balance. Mm. You've got your, your health, better overall health. It's been proven. There's numerous um, studies that have been done, have been done on this subject. Mm. Yeah, and are. when people stop neglecting their needs, their life, and health drastically improves, mm. you know, um, because people are sitting there going, oh, I've got a bit of a niggle, you know, I've got a bit of a sore back, mm. but I'd, I've got to keep just typing away. Yeah, yeah mm. just ignore mm. it. And then, of course, like I said before, better relationships. You've yeah. got time. You've invested time in each other. And that is the most precious thing of all when it comes to communication, appreciation, awareness, you know, all those feel-good things that you need when you're in a relationship, you mm. know. And then for the for your company in the sense of it from a business point of view, you're actually you actually have higher productivity. Yeah. It's and it's I, been proven. Yeah. <laughs> and know? a lot of people don't believe it, but it's true. The studies yeah. really evidence that, don't they, Nat? Absolutely, they do, you know, and and I think that's why people are so shocked, is because they've been taught the more you work. Mm more you achieve and Mm. it's actually not the truth if you're overworked or you feel overworked you actually start to lose productivity and effectiveness that's actually a fact Mm -hmm. and on the flip side uh, when we're feeling supported and engaged and our, our physiology actually responds you know with a happy soup of neurochemicals oh i like that get the kind of warm and fuzzies you know you, it just makes us feel more connected, creative, you know, energized and collaborative, which yeah. they're really important things when you're working in a business. Mm. Um, and that's when you achieve great things, you know. So there's also a, things that are a fewer of, which is less burnouts um, yeah. and mental exhaustion moments, mm-hmm. which happen to us all. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, they do. And they Mm. can feel like they sneak up on you. Mm. But I think there are situations that we can keep an eye out for that tend to trigger burnout, that speed up that burnout process. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's that. And I think that's that'd be good if we sort of tell everyone what to look out for. Yeah. Um, So, a few ones I'd like to just kind of highlight is work overload so when the job demands what you can exceed of your human limit 
Mm. Uh, this is a big mm. warning sign. Yeah. Um, and I know that at the moment there's lots of beautiful people out there giving 110%, mm-hmm. especially in the healthcare sector. Yeah. You really, these are the people that have to be careful. I mean, I've heard of nurses doing, you know, 60-hour weeks and not yeah. blinking and, and double shifts and, mm. and just work overload is a really big one. Um, too little control over your work or creativity. Uh, that's when, you know, you've got rigid policies, yeah. uh, people micromanaging you, over you, you know, um, and also chaotic job mm. conditions. It's which, heartening, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, mm. exactly. And and you can, you often don't know you're going into that environment until you're in it. Yep. <laughs> you can't pick it. In the middle of the job. Yep. <laughs> and then the lastly, I think another really big one to look out for is conflict of values. Oh, yeah. uh, we've we've discussed values a few times on our podcast, Candice, and mm. when a job requires you to conflict with your personal principles or values, yeah. this can be really, I'd say, soul-destroying, and it kind of leads to burnout that way. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, uh, they would be my top, top lookouts. Yeah, and I think they're absolutely great points and so important to look out for. But they're mm. just so common these days, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. It's um, a bit of a sad state of affairs. Yeah. But when your work and life balance is in harmony, burnout just isn't quite as much of a concern because you've mm. got that balance. But depending on your work environment, that overwork and burnout really do have the potential to creep in so you really need to be paying attention all the time mm. for the things that are triggering burnout. That's, yeah, really valid point. And, and um, I'm glad you made that, Candice, because it is, it's, they can happen really fast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get back to your questions. You made some, you had some great questions there. So how do we manage our time and energy in a way that leaves us feeling fulfilled and engaged? as a wholehearted being and Mm. also what can allow us to show up as our best self and avoid mental exhaustion Mm. and I'd say number one uh, is right up your alley at Candice (laughs) Um, more mindfulness I think that's my top point (laughs) oh and what a top point it is Natalie that is so on point mindfulness really is key and Mm. I guess just to recap really quickly for any new listeners um, mindfulness is the ability to maintain your awareness and focus on what you're doing at any given moment Mm. so it can sound like a strange concept but it's it's really just a clear focus and giving all of your awareness to one thing and achieving or doing your best at that one thing so you're more Mm. productive But it can be really difficult to achieve mindfulness, uh, especially if you're distracted by other obligations and concerns. Mm. So that, again, is the work life when work spills into home and home spills into work. So mindfulness can also, I guess, be difficult when you're expected to multitask at work, which so many people are. Mm. So when you are working, you can actually 
be more mindful when you're given some flexibility to manage your own personal obligations while you accomplish your own share of the workload. And of course, it's really crucial that you get support from your team when you need it. I think that's pretty, um, pretty important, Mm. but Mm. that flexibility can make all the difference. And unfortunately, there are not a massive number of workplaces that afford this just Mm. yet, but there is change. It is, it is starting to happen. Mm. Um, And can I just quickly share one process, Nat, that I often encourage people to try to move into a more mindful space? Yes, please. Yes. Uh, So we perceive the world and we're connected to the world around us through our senses. So when our mind is jumping from here to there, we can really use our senses to come back into the moment. Mm. And it's so simple. It's just going, okay, what can I hear? And just listening. Is it the fan, the clock ticking, the air conditioner, the computer humming? Is there chatter in the background? Is there breeze in the trees? Are there dogs barking in the distance? What can you hear? And then what can you taste? You know, oh, look, there's some leftover lunch in my back tooth or uh, (laughs) whatever it is. There's a coffee taste or a metallic Mm. taste or whatever it is. Moving to smell. What can you smell? And just noticing smells. What can you see? Actually, look. Look at the surfaces of the different objects around you. Are they smooth? What color are they? How do they feel if you touch them? You know, what can you see and really, really look and observe the colors, the textures, and all the detail in the things? And then, of course, touch. It could be feeling your clothing on your skin. It could be feeling the connection between your body and the seat that you're sitting on. It might be that. You're feeling the paper on your desk and really noticing the sensation of that feel. But when we connect with our senses, it just brings us back into the moment because our senses are literally connecting us to this exact point in time. Mm. I love that, Candice. <laughs> Thank you. That's... And it's so simple. So, so oh, simple. So simple. And it and it's... I like it because it really does bring you to yourself. I was doing it as you were saying it, and oh, nice. it's incredible how I love all your all your suggestions <laughs> <laughs> on my first. But um, it's just interesting because you stop and the mind just shuts, yeah, shuts down in the sense of it stops the chatter yeah. and um, closes those extra tabs that are open. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's it, mm. and and also you you almost become childlike again. Because you, yes. you don't look at texture. You don't really consider the surface of things. We just, we just go on. Mm. We don't, uh, we brush over things and we yeah, take we things filter. for granted. Yeah, we filter yeah. All, the, yeah. all the things that actually keep us in the moment. That's, yeah, that's a great, really, thank you so much for sharing that with everyone. That's a great practice. And I think it's something everyone should harness. Um, look, there's more, more ways of improving work-life balance. Um, also so i'd say let's look at action in the workplace um because that's always a daunting one for people and it's a trigger Mm. so again (laughs) my number one here is uh learning to say no oh that is a hard one Mm -hmm. in life Mm -hmm. in general isn't it Mm. 
Mm. There can be such an obligation or sense of obligation to do all the things and be all the things. Mm. Um, I think learning to say no can definitely be one of the hardest soft skills to learn Mm. and put into practice. Yeah. But goodness, isn't it important in setting boundaries? Oh, that's it, 100%. And, you know, to start, I'd say you've, you must first assess the uh, the demands on your day mm. and learn to articulate and prioritise what you've got on your plate. And that kind of, again, it's about mindset. You, you're viewing it in a different way. And then it can be really helpful to, to recognise that saying no to things that are less of a priority, it begins to free your time up to say you know, sorry, time and energy, let's make that point, to mm. say yes and attend to other things that are important to you. Mm. And, again, that's sort of feeding the soul, um, oh, you know, even at work. We, we yeah. kind of forget that connection at work is important. So, yeah, yeah learning right. to we, say no. Because <laughs> yeah, we do. We spend so much time at work. So, of course, mm what we're doing there in that time is important and it does Mm. it either feeds our soul or drains our soul Mm. that learning to say no to the things that aren't important allowing you to say yes to the things that are is such an important life lesson in all areas of your life isn't it exactly yeah it's massive um i think probably another important point to take on board is the importance of actually taking breaks (laughs) yep (laughs) um look even i'd say even small 36 second micro breaks yeah you know are are Mm. important um like we just did now with that little mindful practice you know it improves your concentration um, it'll reduce your stress. It'll keep you feeling engaged. Um, and it just makes work more enjoyable if you kind of look away from the screen for 30 yeah. seconds or yeah. five minutes or get up and shake, you know, yourself. And it's really important, and this is a point that's come up over the last couple of years, when you're working from home, oh. we've got more people working from home, yeah, which is consuming. It, it is. It, it really is. When you're working from home, it, it can feel like there's extra expectation on you mm. to do more work because no one can see you sitting in your workspace. Mm. Or it's a privilege. Yeah. To be able to work yeah. from home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Too easy to kind of get all consumed about that and the mm. comparisons and the guilt trips. and Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, like like Candace said, it's really important to take breaks. And another one is use your lunch break. Yes. Um, I've been guilty of this. Yep. I've sat at my desk thinking I was a hero. I'm not, yep. not, not really thinking, but my ego did. Yep. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, look, you have a right to a lunch break. Um, please use it. I think that's probably the most important thing. You know, this just means you shouldn't be expected to eat at your desk um, and work through lunch. It's an important time. It's a break in the day. It can be used mindfully Mm. uh, going back to that connection. So you could do a short meditation. You could do some breathing exercises. 
if your levels, you know, your stress levels are high mm-hmm. or you're having chronic stress in yeah. a situation, oh, um, go point. for a walk. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. I actually uh, go to the gym a few days a week in my lunch break and Love that. It's, it's like two birds with one stone. I'm yeah. making sure I'm having a break and I'm also getting a really sweaty workout in. <laughs> See, I love that. That's that's, and you feel good. Yeah, you know, not at the time, but afterwards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it can truly make a difference, can't it? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd say for this episode, our final few tips, and and this kind of takes a little bit more courage and vulnerability. One of them would be to ask for flexibility in the workplace. Have that open, honest discussion with um, your boss or your superior just about your needs. Sorry, it could be with yourself too, if you're a small business owner. (laughs) Um, Just about your needs, which could be you need more flexi time or you could do a compressed work week schedule. Um, You could job share. Just, you know, have some creative ideas about how you can gain your balance, Mm. um, but still achieve what needs to be done in the work. Worst case scenario, they say no. Oh, exactly, Candice. And nothing changes. Like you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. You may as well just give it a go. Mm. And most workplaces will say yes, um, even if it's begrudgingly, (laughs) because they kind of can't, they kind of, they have to be seen um, as caring. Yes. Right. I know that sounds terrible. No, but but it's true. So many organisations promote work-life balance without actually implementing it it really is up to the employees to put in these requests because otherwise it might not happen yeah and you know what you need your Mm. employer doesn't know um they they know what they need and that's what they're demanding of you so it's got to go but you know within reason of course um but yeah like candace said you've got nothing to lose so put it out there um and the other one's prioritizing your health and and Often we ignore this, just to be frank. Um, yep. <laughs> it's really important to firstly recognise the importance of maintaining your physical health, your emotional health and well-being, mm. and also your mental fitness. And if you do this, you're making it a priority in your life mm. and for your life. Yes. You know, um, you can use the concept of habit stacking to build simple and supportive actions into your day, like every day, considering, you know, habits like maybe a little daily meditation, some movement or exercise, um, social connection, you know, have a cup of coffee mm. with someone or one. Mm. have a chat, ring someone, um, start a gratitude practice. This is a really big one that, you know, again, it's a buzzword at the moment. <laughs> like self care, yeah. self love, works. Self-care. But it's true. It's it it gratitude practice when done wholeheartedly, as we kind of like to refer to it. Yes, it changes your life and it changes your outlook and your perspective. Um, so I'd give that a go, and and also committing to using um, your paid time off. Yeah. I, I think some people feel that accumulating holidays um, is a sign of, I don't know, 
you know, being a good employee. A badge of honour, yeah. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's, yeah. it's not really. Um, no. You know, the I call it habit stacking because if you do a five-minute meditation and then maybe 15 minutes of movement and then you give your best mate a bit of a call and have a chat, before you know it, you've actually spent half an hour prioritising your health and it didn't feel like it. Whereas if you yeah. have to take out half an hour or an hour to do something, do some kind of action, you often won't. So, yeah, please consider prioritizing your health and using that habit stacking mm. to build a simple practice that you can do every single day um, yeah. and give back to yourself. And then lastly, I think, again, Candice, this is right up your alley, <laughs> practicing self-compassion. Oh, Yes. Um, yeah, this is something my very skilled friend and self-compassion expert can expand on here. <laughs> oh, I'm an expert, but I certainly advocate for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, thanks, Nat. I think that is obviously, I talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. one of the most important ways to achieve a sense of work-life balance. And that involves letting go of perfectionism, mm. which can seem really, really uh, challenging, to say the mm, least. Mm, so mm. when we have a perfectionist attitude, it really stems from, you know, we got good grades at school, we got that reward, and even mm. early on in our careers, when we do well, we receive those accolades. But over time, it just builds up as stress and pressure on yourself and it just accumulates and builds and builds and suddenly there's this strain on all of our systems all our emotional resources are depleted because our responsibilities just feel like they're increasing so much because we think we need to do them perfectly Mm. So I think it's really important to recognize that life isn't always easy. Everyone struggles and you're not always going to get it right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's a hard lesson to learn. But recognizing this truth really allows you to uh, create a shift towards more compassionate and realistic growth and learning, both at work and in life. Mm, I love that, Candice. Thank you. And um, I think we we also need to look at home now and the ways we can improve Mm. our our work-life balance at home. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It does go both ways, doesn't it? Um, And I would say my number one is to communicate boundaries Mm. so that you can really unplug at home so you know if you work from home or have a small business or just have your work emails connected to your phone setting and communicating your work hours to your colleagues to your customers so that you can have those clean boundaries so that Mm. line is drawn Mm. Um, you know and this can include things like an out of office that really clearly shows when you are at work so people know when to expect a response it just takes that pressure off Mm. and 
helps establish that boundary. It's a simple one um, to put into practice, but difficult to, I don't know, to mentally accept Mm-mm. that it's Mm-mm. okay to set that boundary. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It's such a valuable point. You know, I'd say my equal number one is to invest in your relationships. Oh, yeah. You know, we we need solid connections. Yeah, it's point. a human requirement. Yeah, like it's it's one we often we take for granted. I think you know, mm. and you know, on again on the flip side, solid connections and social support they really improve our health and our longevity. They actually increase longevity. Yeah. I think making sure to spend your time nurturing your relationships and the ones that matter to you the most, that's probably a great way to invest in, in your balance at home. And if you took like the previous steps that Candace had, had just outlined about unplugging, then you'll, you'll be able to give more attention to the people you spend time with, mm. which is so valuable um you know and if you do it mindfully like like candace just pointed out with that little exercise then you make memories and yeah those moments become precious and you want more of them so it Mm. becomes like it almost becomes like a drug it it triggers that you know oxytocin kind of effect where you just you want more and you want more time and and it just feeds Mm. the soul it's it's gives you the warm and fuzzies you know Mm. yeah it does (laughs) you know and make space for like to schedule in family time i know that sounds terrible but no i have to do it yeah yeah i have to do it too you know blocking out time just to devote to the family like and i mean all of you (laughs) you know um (laughs) Just make it a priority. Make sure that you're all on the same page. You know, Wednesday night, bowling night or, you know, Friday night, pizza and movie night, whatever it may be. Yeah. You just all need to decide on it and then take the necessary steps to make that time happen. Um, and you can also, you know, set time apart to, to call family members that aren't close by and loved ones that live, a, you know, far away or in another mm. country and, Oh. that stuff's just good for you <laughs> and you know what every as I've been listening to you speak now Natalie and it's just so important and this is something I've struggled with um mm. for and I'm a meditation teacher so you would think that I would uh, be good at being mindful in the <laughs> moment but sometimes when especially you work from home and you have a business mm. and you're trying to complete a task and the kids are asking it's it's so easy to dismiss their needs Mm. or wants, let's face Mm. it. Mm -hmm. There's probably a lot of wants in in what they're um, trying to get my attention for, but it's, it really, it's a hard one. And I think scheduling in that time is just so important. So, Mm. so important. And really you just have to start small. Mm. Mm. Starting small is like the most valuable thing you can do when you want change. Mm. You know, I remember one of my yoga teachers once said to me, make it small and simple. So tiny, there's no excuse not to do it. Ooh, and, I like that. <laughs> and that that has stuck with me. Look, how old am I now? 42. <laughs> that has stuck with me for about 20 years. Wow. Like it's, it's gold. Just, <laughs> it's it's gold. And I just love the way she articulated. You know, it's yeah. basically so tiny, 
that you have no excuse not to do it. And you yeah. kind of go, wow, you know. Yeah. Um, That's perfect because, you know, then you can do it even when you're in a rush, mm. when oh, you're exactly. sick or, mm. you know, you're distracted. Yep, exactly, you know. And, and the other thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, you don't need to take on everything yourself. You're not a bother. Please ask mm. for help, you know. Oh, yeah. I just, I love all of these points and, you know, I love how they don't have to be huge steps, but they can have such a big impact mm. on your work-life balance. And it, it's funny when we chatted first about this as a topic, um, I didn't realize how much time I would be sitting here going, oh my goodness, I'm so guilty of this. I'm so guilty of not having the balance. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's mm-hmm. <laughs> so important and I am committing from this moment to do a slightly better job mm. on that mm. me too me too mm-hmm. you know creating that work-life balance and integrating it integrating know. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the ongoing process you know um and and it's fluid it'll change you'll be learning you know adapting it your interests will change the circumstances will t- change the main thing you know is let it be fun and don't forget to, to, you know, every now and then revisit your priorities and see what's changed. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. Cause you're going to want to assess whether your priorities continue to line up with how you're spending your time and energy. Cause we change, we change as people. And if we don't mm-hmm. check in, we don't keep up with our own changing self. Mm. Spot on. That's it. That's a hundred percent, you know, and we've only got this one life yeah. once we're only here once we might we come back, but we don't remember. Might come so. back, but we don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, as this person, as Natalie yeah. and Candace and, mm-hmm. and you as the listener, we, we only have this life once and it's yeah. important to remember to experience it all and be here now, um, which is really a simple kind of reminder. If you can be here now, that's all. That's the only place you've got to be. Mm-hmm. Be you know, here now. Mm. Perfect. I think that's a Ram Dass quote. But, um, I was just, I was just trying to recall who said that one. Mm, I'm like, oh, it's, mm. it is a good one. Yeah. So, but look, I think that's a nice way to cap, you know, um, cap it off. And there are a lot of triggers around work and work-life so balance. Mm. And oh, I hope the listeners have gotten some really practical and easy you know tips to to gain more balance and well I know I have so (laughs) thank you Natalie (laughs) (laughs) Um, and you know it's it's about we're trying to make a more mindful world aren't we Candice oh 100% 100% mindful and compassionate yeah that's it exactly and self-aware too you know that's I think that's another do anything without that Mm, self-awareness exactly so yeah yeah, I think we'll we'll wrap this up here and we'll be back again in a in another fortnight with another installment of um stop I've just been triggered Uh, but thank you so much for joining us and um it's bye from us